shot, every block, every game. We're your home for Clemson basketball. 105.5 and 97.5. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. Back here live on the Roar, the press box with Brad and John. They're joining us today. Coming up on 10.05 a.m. Little hump day edition. Means concernometer day. Going to kind of switch some things around later in the week. Daniel Shirley will not be on tomorrow. He'll be on on Friday. But we got some other things lined up for you uh, tomorrow. Stay tuned for that. Uh, we'll get some concernometer. Uh, there'll be some other things we get to, I believe, before we get here today. We'll try to get some clumps of football in. We talked about the scheduling that'll come commence tonight. Uh, John, go ahead and fire up meter. To tell you the truth, I'm a little concerned. Whenever anybody says they're a little concerned, they're very concerned. As a matter of fact, I'm really more than a little concerned. And when they say they're more than a little concerned, they're desperate. How concerned are you, one through five, John, about Clemson's schedule? Now, it's not a... <laughs> Uh, we know who they're playing. We'll sure. find out when. But is there? How concerned are you that they get that there is a like really bad stretch of games that could occur, a difficult stretch that could occur for the Tigers? Oh. Concern a meter one through five. Uh, well, you need to pull up the schedule. Yeah, I've got it pulled up here. Okay. Um, just I'm just gonna list opponents here. Um, you have Georgia in the neutral site. Um, obviously week one. The next week, you know, you have App State at home. So you don't have, you know, back-to-back toughies there. Like, you're not opening ACC play the week after playing Georgia. Well, App State's not going to be a breeze. No, but um, I'm just saying, if yeah, you no, play the NC State at home, that'd be tough. Sure, absolutely. Um, you have the Citadel at home. You have South Carolina at home. Louisville, NC State, Stanford, and Virginia. Your road games being at Florida State, at Pitt, at Virginia Tech, and at Wake Forest. Um, I'm going to go with a three here. So you are concerned there could be a difficult stretch? There could be, definitely. I don't know. Obviously, we don't know a lot about these teams, you know, what they're going to look like in 24. But let's just say you have a hypothetical of at Florida State, NC State, and at Virginia Tech, that could be a challenge. Yeah. Or they could stack like Louisville, uh, like bookend Florida State with Louisville and, and NC State. Correct. That'd be tough. You know, you could do, yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of ways that they could combine to make this a little more challenging. But I also think it helps that you know that the Citadel is November 23rd and South Carolina is the 30th. So that way you know you're not throwing in either a league game right before the rivalry game. Do you think they stick with what they did last year or go back to the to more of an October trend with uh, Florida State and Clemson? Because that was early. It felt very early. It was too early. Do you think we get a later game? I, I, the thing is, Clemson doesn't play Notre Dame this year, so they don't. They always play them in November when they when they schedule them. I think that seems. game could be the first weekend of November down in Tallahassee. Also, you think they could replace that early November? It seems like the ACC wants one marquee game a month. At least try to space it out. Even they, and I'm counting Notre Dame when I say sure. That. Yeah, the one issue you have though with that opening weekend, if it's going to be Clemson or Florida State. Does the four-letter network want to put that up against Alabama LSU? Because guess what? They're getting it this year now. CBS doesn't get to call dibs on whatever SEC games they want. Probably not. 
Now, you do get Florida State and Notre Dame on November the 9th, so never mind. No, that's completely a wash anyways, yeah. <laughs> that, is it that the week that uh, Alabama and I, LSU It's point? right around that time, yeah. You're not going to get Clemson and Florida State in November because Florida State's playing Notre Dame November night. So I don't think that game happens. So it's going to happen. My guess is October this year, not September like it was last year. I tend to agree with you, probably middle of the month. Oh, it'd be, I th- that's what it used to, to be. You know, mid for to a late October, there. yeah, it was yeah, it was kind of mid October. I feel like they they go. Is that a is that a good time to play Florida State or is that concerning? I think that's a good time. Um, I think you have enough time to kind of figure out who you are beforehand, and then you know enough times afterwards for whoever the loser of that game is to try to salvage some things. Concerning, but it's also I'm still adjusting my viewpoint of the schedule right now because it's not divisions, right? Like your path is just different, so I'm still yeah. I'm still adjusting to that. Concernometer one through five on the road games themselves. At Florida State, at Pitt, at Virginia Tech, at Wake. Two and a half. There's two environments that really that are intimidating. They're big time environments, especially depending on what time they kick that game. At Wake Forest doesn't concern me. It should not. It's not two thousand seven. And it'll be a very two thousand eight, whatever year that was. It'll be a very Clemson pro crowd. Yeah. Um at Pitt. Yeah, you have a little bit of a uh, last time you went up there, things didn't go that well. So you're a little hesitant on that. But I think the two big road venues are Florida State and Virginia Tech. I would be surprised if the league schedules Florida State Clemson in September. I, I think it makes sense to put that game in October, build up some some momentum for both teams uh, before they meet uh, when DJ Uangole takes on his old team and. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of a lot of hype for that. I think I, I think you need to build you, and you ah, conspiracy theorists here, I guess. But you kind of want DJ to settle in a little bit, yep. you know, Florida State to figure out who they are before. And Florida State was was ready to go out the gate last year, right? I mean, they they were ambitious as anybody, sure, to start the season. And so this year's a little bit different. So if you're the ACC office, you kind of want to let Florida State's momentum build a little before they play a marquee game of that nature. Of that nature, even though the ACC is not exactly skimping on putting Florida State on national television in spotlight situations. No. I mean, but Florida State's schedule outside of of that, they're opening, you know, over in Ireland, over in Dublin against the Jackets. (laughs) It just makes no sense to me. You don't have a lot of of games that are going to be prime time. They do play Miami. That game will be prime time. That's the only other one. They get North Carolina at home. Oh, that's a win for Florida State. Of course, the Gators in rivalry week, but that's neither here nor there in this conversation. I don't know. It's just you're not going to get all opportunity. I mean, they're going to Gerald Ford Stadium in Dallas, Texas. Not not present Ford, different Ford. Yeah, Gerald J. Ford. Yes, very different Gerald Ford. I, do you put that on to make that a marquee game? I think for they him? could because it's a it'd be one of the first chances. Obviously, depending on the calendar when they put that game, that you have an opportunity to really spotlight SMU's presence in the ACC. I think that would make a lot of sense. That that to me feels like an earlier September game. That feels like week game. three. Yeah, to me. week four. Yeah, week three, week four. Uh, they do play here. Well, SMU already has most of their early schedule set. Um, they play an, an FCS team, then they play BYU, and then they play TCU. There's a week there in between BYU and TCU. Do you want to make them play? Florida State in between BYU and TCU? Man, that feels unfair. I wonder, though, will the ACC, if it gets to a situation where someone's got to carry the brunt of a bad uh, bad scheduling or bad whatever, 
how do they view SMU with the whole money side of things? You know, like they don't want to take any of it, so are they fine? We'll just throw you in whatever situation we want to throw you in. Potentially. Because there's also 17 teams. Like someone's going to be kind of carrying a a raw deal here. I feel like it would make more sense to play that game because, you know, because of the season starting in August this year, we get five games before we get through the month of September. I just wonder if maybe they, they save that for like the last Saturday, 28th of September might be. Might be when they throw on TCU. I mean, uh, SMU and Florida State. But I, I, I do think it would make a lot of sense to put that earlier in the season, I think. Sort of build some momentum for SMU in the league. Absolutely, because you don't know, as we have seen in conference realignment, when teams enter new leagues, it's not always a guarantee that you maintain your same standard of excellence. It would make sense that you want to get that on the on everyone's televisions early on to highlight SMU in the league. Typically, they like to schedule NC State Clemson, you know, sometime in October, later October. Depending on where they put Florida State, I I doubt they're going to do Florida State, NC State back to back for Clemson, but I think there'll be a buffer game in between. I think you'll have to play two of the three in the month of October, like two two of the, both those two teams in the month of October. You may throw like Stanford or something right there in the middle. <laughs> yeah, or or Virginia. Just give you a little bit of a buffer in there uh, in terms of that. But concern a meter, one through five, you said you're about two and a half right now. For the road games, yeah. On the, on the road games. Home games? Conference only, by the way. Uh, Louisville, NC State, Stanford, Virginia. There's only one. Two, and it's NC State's the only team that worries me. I think Clemson can handle Louisville, Stanford, and Virginia. I think so. I, I I guess I shouldn't sell Louisville short. I guess there's two two road two home games you have to be concerned about. Oh, you have to be concerned about Louisville. I'm not saying that you're going to win 48 to nothing by anything like that. It's just what is. Louisville I think Louisville right is going to like take a, a drop off. Two? It's a two. It's a two. I just think there's going to be a lot of drop off. I don't love Tyler Shuck at quarterback. I just don't think Louisville was that good last year. I mean, I think, I, I think they, they were the product of their schedule. Like, I mean, Jeff Brom called some really good plays. I thought the defense at times was opportunistic, but I really felt like they just took advantage of the path that they had. I mean, they beat the brains out of Notre Dame. Well, Clemson beat Notre Dame too. You know, I, several teams beat Notre yeah, Dame this year. Yeah, no, well, they, yeah, Notre Dame. And they had four losses. Yeah, they were in four. So that that win sort of lost some of its luster. Uh, I I I do. I am concerned about NC State. Oh, definitely at, at Memorial Stadium because there is some momentum in this rivalry for Dave Doran and you know that's on the board he that's probably one of the boxes he wants to check in his career is coming to the valley and getting the win and getting the win and he was so close back in 2016 that yep he he wants to he wants to make amends for that and eventually get one he wants to gather at the paw with a red solo cup Boy, he would. Uh, oh, and then the post game interview, he'd be just dropping all kinds of words. Oh, we'd have to be on TV. Hit, really, be hitting the button. I mean, it would be it would be pandemonium for Wolfpack fans. I mean, it would be like what he said about it. A North Carolina player seemed like you know light work. Take a full Wolfpack. Oh, Brad, if they were to win in Death Valley, I don't know if there'd ever be a more example of going full Wolfpack. We saw full Gamecock last night. Oh yeah, <laughs> on full display. <laughs> I, I mean, still can't get over what just what an atmosphere it was in the Colonial Life Arena last night. Yeah, it can it can be a wild place if if you give them something to cheer about. It it can be it can be an intense. Boy, environment. they were rocking. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
I think it'll be rocky when NC State comes to Memorial Stadium this year, and we'll find out what that date is coming up. Uh, the old textile bowl. <laughs> I mean, really, I, I can't really come up with any. I was going to try to come up with some like, good concernometer conspiracies the ACC could work in with the scheduling. I, I don't know that there are really any that, that are going to move anybody or move the needle for you on the concernometer. Mm. No. I'm struggling to think of it. I mean, I can always be convinced of a good conspiracy theory. Can they throw North Carolina a bone with well, well, the schedule? Well, they will. <laughs> uh, North Carolina, I mean, the whole month, the first month of the season, North Carolina's booked. At Minnesota, 49ers at home of Charlotte, uh, NC Central, uh, James Madison comes to Keenan on the 21st of September. Uh, so they'll have, their first four games are, are already locked in. I'm trying to think how, how they could say they got to go to Boston College, to Duke, to Florida State, to Virginia. That's their road games. Max losing two of those. He's losing two of those road games. One, I already tell you, he cannot beat Florida State. Never done Florida it. State. He's never going to do nah, it. He'll, he'll lose that one. No, nah, that's the only one he loses. What were the other ones? At Duke, at BC, at Duke, at Virginia. Oh, he's losing at Virginia. He's losing at Virginia. I'm calling it right now on January 24th. Virginia is going to beat North Carolina. That's the game he's not supposed to lose. Which is why he is going to lose it. Home games, they get Wake. Especially if that game's in November. Wake, Pitt, NC State, Georgia Tech. They, they got go, a favorable they schedule. They go 3-1 at home. Wow, shocker. North Carolina got a favorable schedule. I, I'm, I'm not going to utter the words, how do you mess this up? Because it's Mac. But how do you mess this up if you're Mac Brown? The calendar turns to November. That's how he messes it up. Yeah, let's let's evaluate tomorrow what their November schedule is. That to me, North Carolina is one of the it's probably the top of the list to me in terms of the ACC on trying to figure out where the when the games are going to be. If they're any good whatsoever, they should have a legit chance to make the championship game in Charlotte. This schedule, John, they got one game on here. At Florida State, they get the Wolfpack at home. They get road trips to BC, Duke, Virginia. They can't. They can't mess this up. This and they play Minnesota to start the year on the road. That won't be special hard, but that's not going to hurt you in ACC play. Sure. And then you get the four, you get no ACC games in the whole first month of the season. The first four weeks of the season, no conference games. So you get all kinds of tune up opportunities to get ready, as is tradition. So how how do you mess this up if you're North Carolina? They, I mean, they just. I, I'm not saying they can. I'm asking how do they do it because we know that. Well, they tomorrow are I think tomorrow we will be able to lay out that path a little bit more where we can see what what game is when. Man, Tennessee is coming is playing um, NC State in Charlotte in the Mayo Classic. Let that sink in for a moment. That's going to be actually week two of the football season. Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah, September 7th. Why is that week two? I don't know. You'll have to ask the ACC and the SEC and Bank of America and Dukes. Call Dukes up. See what they say. I don't know. Boy, we're going to get full wolf packing and full volunteering at the same time in the same city? Combined with mayonnaise? Stay clear of Charlotte. September 7th. Circle the date. More to come on the roar after this. 
Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates are in Northbrook, Illinois. Hi, I'm Allison. I teach Bible study at the Dream Center, and it has been a very fulfilling thing for me to be able to see life change and walk alongside the very people that we are helping. By volunteering at the Dream Center, it gives you a chance to get a front row seat into exactly what we're doing in the Dream Center and how the Dream Center touches lives, not only here, but in the surrounding areas. Classes are offered Monday through Thursday here on campus. And one of the neat things is how you can get involved. If you're a retired teacher, you're, you have time, you have an education background, or even if you just love people and have a passion for something, anything. We would love for you to come and be a part of our team and be a part of what we do here in, at the Dream Center. The Dream Center has over 600 volunteers that help in all aspects of their ministry. Learn more and sign up for a volunteer orientation at dreamcenterpc.org. Are you or a loved one suffering from the pain and discomfort of peripheral neuropathy? Sumus Laser Therapy has the solution. It's advanced, non-invasive laser technology. It's painless and safe. Imagine being free from that constant burning, tingling, and numbness. Don't let peripheral neuropathy control your life. Call 864-292-6777. Schedule your free consultation with Dr. David Maruz, D.C., in Greenville. Take the first step towards a pain-free and active future. Sumus Laser Therapy, where hope and healing come together. Start the year off in a brand new Bronco Sport from George Coleman Ford and Travelers West with prices as low as $32,395 and special rates as low as 0.9% for 60 months. You'll be the envy of your friends in your new George Coleman Ford Bronco Sport. In business for over 90 years and led by the fourth generation, Broncos cost less than Travelers West at George Coleman Ford. With approved credit, offer good through April 2nd, 2024. This time of year is all about getting outside and enjoying the great outdoors. And nothing makes that more enjoyable than a meal right off the grill with fixings from your local Ingalls Market. From hand-cut steaks to fresh seafood and all types of meals with grilled and sautéed veggies, Ingalls has everything you need for a backyard barbecue, a day on the lake, or a trip to the beach. If you're hitting the road, be sure to use your Ingalls Advantage points to fill up and save money on gas. Shop your Ingalls Pharmacy aisles to save on sunscreen products and first aid. Planning a get-together or family reunion? Your Ingalls Deli Department can hook you up with custom-made platters that'll save you time and money. Need some fresh flowers to accent your home? The Ingalls Floral Department can handle that, and they also make beautiful arrangements for your loved ones. Take it from me. No matter what your family's grocery needs, you'll find it all at Ingalls. Low prices, love the savings. What does it feel like to file with TaxLayer and get your guaranteed maximum refund? It feels like the last level of a video game, facing off against the final boss who stands between you and your refund. All your refund is belong to me. Using the power of TaxLayer like a secret power-up he doesn't see coming. Only the most tax-confident can defeat me. Throwing your laptop at his video game face and watching him crumble into a giant pile of shiny coin tax refunds. Oh, not fair. You use TaxLayer. Start for free and get your guaranteed maximum refund. TaxLayer. File fearlessly. 
Live and local sports talk coming to you from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. So, what team will bandwagon Brad pick this week? The nation's top bandwagon fans will be making their decision on what team to follow. What team will John scoff at? Did you just say scoff? Yes, I was scoffing. That's how you scoff. No, it's not. Tune in each weekday morning from 9 till noon on the Press Box, right here on The Roar. Where every day is game day. Back here live on the Roar of the Press Box with Brad and John. 10.25 a.m. on this hump day edition. Got some news, John, coming out of the state of North Carolina. Breaking news out of the state of North Carolina. Yeah, what you got? They have announced that they will begin online sports betting in the state on March 11th. Registration will begin March 1st. And uh, people can start signing up and downloading the apps and all that stuff on the 1st. But it'll begin live on March 11th, just in time do, for Do you know what March starts Madness. on March 12th? Uh, ACC tournament? Exactly. Ha! had a feeling. I had a feeling. No coincidences there. None whatsoever. Yeah, but it, w- it was approved this morning, so uh, that's going to happen in North Carolina. And you know they are hosting, just happened to be they're hosting a first and second round NCAA tournament on uh, March 20, what is it, 23rd, 22nd, 23rd, something like 22nd, 21st, 23rd, I believe it is. Uh, so, yeah, that all works out very, very well for uh, the state of North Carolina to get that done now and get that announced, and they'll be headed in that direction. They'll do uh, retail sports books, also start popping up at like the Spectrum Center and stuff, but when that, that'll be on a different timeline because it's a little bit, a little bit harder to kind of kick that off. And get all the locations. Yeah, you have to place. build actual brick and mortar locations and yeah. do all that. Yeah, it's and you have to hire people and some like the Spectrum Center is obviously open in March, but some of the other venues like the you know, NASCAR isn't running in in March. They're going to put one out there at the Speedway probably. So mm-hmm. um, they'll just open at different times. So more of a staggered approach, I think. There, uh, but that's news coming out of state of North Carolina. Any other news? Have we got anything today? I hadn't seen much. Been kind of quiet so far, which concerns me. Concernometer one through five, we haven't gotten any news today. A uh, five, okay. Uh, I did just see though a little bit ago. I believe it was Tom Pelissero reporting that the conversations between the Chargers and Jim Harbaugh are continuing today, oh. while they are also conducting and continuing their GM searches. Okay. So I I don't think I'm still leaning that he is the that Jim Harbaugh will be the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. It's good to know that they're still ongoing conversation. It didn't just break down, right? Uh, sounds it, like it's heading in that direction. It, you know, the way I read that tweet, and just kind of thinking out loud here, that it would make sense that he got the parameters in place from the coach of what he's looking for in a general manager or what they want to ask him to do as a general manager based on how much they want to give Harbaugh. And then ba- once you've acquired that information, then you go and start interviewing GM candidates. If Harbaugh is more important than any GM out there, you're the ownership. Okay. I could see that line of thinking. All right. Makes sense to me. Uh, I, I tend to agree with you uh, on that. Uh, this, so you, does, it feels like it's really trending now. Trending. 
Yeah, I'm not willing to say it's not signed, done sealed, and delivered. Done deal, yeah. but. Until he's at the press conference <laughs> hanging out with Boltman or something. like that. That's about when I'll believe it's official. official. Well, until he informs Michigan that he's not going to be there anymore. Until we know the team meeting. and Let, Let's go to the assumption he ends up in the NFL. We'll say it's the Chargers, but let's it could be another team. But let's say he does get the NFL job he's been coveting all these years right. since he left, basically. Uh, what do you, one through five, concern meter, what would you think of Michigan's next coaching like, how concerned are you about what Michigan would do? And I, we assume it's Sharon Moore. It'd be, but. To me, it's a one because I assume it is Sharon Moore, and I think he is ready to be a head coach. So you are um, concerned about him if he takes over? No, we just saw him beat Penn State and Ohio State as a head coach. Yeah, by himself. Now, I'm concerned about the personnel. I'm concerned about roster construction and how they're going to look moving forward, replacing the quarterback, I replacing would be... a lot of the defensive front, replacing a lot of your offensive line. I mean, we haven't seen the full list of guys who are going to be in the NFL draft for Michigan, who's going to be leaving from a portal standpoint. Once Harbaugh does, if he agrees to go to the NFL, then that 30-day window opens for Michigan players. You know, I don't know what the team is going to look like and then return how he is going to restock the cupboard, if you will. But in terms of a guy's re- he is ready to be a head coach. And I think it would be a good hire for Michigan to just promote from within with Sharon Moore. I think the bigger concern is the staff. Because I think Harbaugh would take a lot of guys with him off that Michigan staff. I think a lot of that defensive staff would be gone. Because, one, they want to get out of the whole NCAA violations thing. And, two, uh, it would just make sense. I, I feel like Jesse Minter could coach in the NFL with Harbaugh. Definitely. Would not be surprised. Maybe maybe he's not. I don't know. He, he Would he leave for a non-defensive coordinator role? I don't know. But I wouldn't be shocked if he made him his defensive coordinator and took him with him. No, I wouldn't be surprised by that either if he took. You know, obviously, his brother Jay's on the staff with him. And What about the film department? No, I'd leave them in Ann Arbor. Honestly, I think it would be one of the more hilarious things that Jim Harbaugh could do is once he, if he were to take the Chargers job, hire Connor Stallions in scouting. Why not? That would be why not hilarious. Just tell the NCAA, do this, you know, do, <laughs> you know what with this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, just shove it to them. I, I think that would be fantastic. I think it would be Connor Stallions. one of the funniest things that could happen in sports this year. Maybe that's why negotiations are slow right now. Harbaugh is trying to figure out if he is going to if the if the Chargers are going to allow him to bring Connor Stallions in, maybe maybe that's what's holding things up. I don't know. They're, they're trying to work out the contract details for Connor. Yeah, because the vacuum repair businesses took a hit, so obviously he needs some supplemental income to kind of back that up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that I, I concern for Sharon Moore filling out the staff is a four. Yeah, the staff is the concern. The staff's like a four, four and a half. I don't know that you, that Sharon Moore is a huge concern because, like you said, he, he he managed those games well. No matter how much Harbaugh had to do throughout the week, you know, still the in-game management was important, and he was there. Sharon Moore made the right decisions. I mean, Sharon Moore made the decision to just not throw the ball against Penn State. 30, 30 straight runs. He, he just told J.J. McCarthy, nah, you're done. Just hand it off the rest of the game. It worked. I mean, you can't. You certainly, in hindsight, can't fault him for that. But I just worry if you are Shromore, you get the job, you get your dream job, you're the head coach of the University of Michigan, and let's just say, let's say today, Harbaugh accepts the Chargers job today and Shromore is promoted from within at supper time. Okay. I worry very much at the end of January about him being able to fill out a competent staff. Yeah. 
of being able to go, I mean, to be able to go get a quality offensive line coach that you want to have. You're not just promoting GAs. True. Okay. That's probably my biggest concern surrounding Michigan. Do we even I now that you've told us this this little tidbit, I I just think it's going it's trending in that direction. I, I just don't think Harbaugh's back in Michigan. But how concerned are you about that that violation that I talked about being a sticking point and being a breakdown within Michigan's contract negotiations with Harbaugh? Five. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there's, you know, we talked about it in hour one, and if you missed any of it, theroarfm.com, go back and check it out. The, the different factions at Michigan, I think is very interesting to me. Those who will do anything they can to bring back Jim Harbaugh and those who don't want to commit the money. Like, I'm just very intrigued about that whole dynamic there in Ann Arbor. As am I. Uh, we'll see, though, what that ends up. Uh, looking like. All right, John, let's switch over to the rival of the Michigan Wolverines. You know, Ohio State has made some power moves, unlike we've seen in the sport, I think, in the NIL era. They have gone out and gotten the absolute best players money can buy. Is that fair to say now? Is that okay to say? I don't know that I have a problem saying it. You know, there's reports that their NIL is $13 million. Uh, It's hard to pinpoint because these are not public records. It's the exact amount. I think it's at least that much would be my guess. It's probably even maybe a little bit more, uh, possibly, because there's various collectives and you just don't really know the exact amounts and none of it's public records. So we're in the the ballpark of at least $13 million. But Ohio State's made it very clear they are not going to sit on the sideline and watch Michigan steamroll their way through the Big Ten and college football and the rivalry any longer. They're going to do something about it. Uh, Your concern, i got two questions here for you, All right. Your concern, one through five, how concerned are you about Ohio State's all-star team as, you know, they went and got Junkins and they've got Trayvon Henderson already, so they got the running backs now. The whole defense is coming back. Igbuka, they brought by their D. Now they had Caleb Downs. They had the center from Alabama that uh, you know was maligned during sure. the game against Michigan. But they, they have they have spared no expense at getting the best players that they feel like they can possibly get. Julian Sain, all, all of those guys right. that have been available. Ohio State's been buying them up. So how concerned are you that this is an all-star team that rolls right through college football in 2024? Three. That's that's okay. That's fairly high. Um, I acknowledge the talent. I respect the talent. One, we don't know what the path looks like in winning four games in the postseason. We just don't know yet. We haven't gone through it. Sure. I don't know what Michigan's answer is going to be yet. Yeah, I, we, we were just talking about it. We have no idea what the Michigan Wolverines are going to look like in 2024. I understand on paper, it looks great. But how many times in sports have we had these quote-unquote dream teams, these all-star lineups, these super teams that are just going to be unbeatable until they don't win squat because of ego and infighting? Well, I mean, and they don't I, get on the same page. I, I look at that running back room, and on paper, it is as talented as can be. Travion Henderson and Quinshawn Junkins. What's not to like until one of them's getting the ball more than the other one? Well, I, I, I there's just there's a lot of variables and things that I think 
on paper, this is the best roster in the country going into the 24 season. Mm. I think it could be. Okay. But we haven't seen Ryan Day with incredibly talented teams with the best receiving core in the country be able to win it all. Exactly. To, To get to the level of success that Ohio State fans demand. But they've made the playoffs multiple times. They don't care. They don't care. That means nothing in Columbus, Ohio. Especially now that it's a 12 team. Exactly. Playoff appearances at that school and a few others mean nothing because it's almost a given that they're going to be there. From the talent standpoint, college football's history is rife with examples of money not fixing the problems. Sports is is covered with that. Sure, but I mean, college football as a whole. Uh, Texas has been throwing money at problems for decades. It doesn't work. A&M's been throwing money at problems since they opened the school. Well, they are the NIL era example of what I just said. I mean, th- how much money did they, have they spent the last two years to put a very subpar product on the field? And that's before we even talked the buyout money to get rid of the coach. But just the NIL commitment yeah. and going out and buying the players, it hasn't worked out. Now, they were horribly coached. I mean, who could have guessed that Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Petrino wouldn't bring a championship to Oh, don't College forget Station. DJ Durkin and Steve Adazio who and the rest guessed? of the all-star crew that he assembled down there. But this all-star team Ohio State has, I'm, I'm like a two and a half. I, I, I'm not enamored with that. I'm not scared of Ohio State. I'm not scared of Ohio State because... I mean. I understand. I look at everything on paper. I get it. You added all these running backs, and that's great. Who's blocking for him? The offensive line was a mess last year. I worry about Ohio State's philosophical change here from going from Frisbee catching dogs, we're going to toss it all over the lot, to trying to be Michigan 2.0. They are. They're they're putting together more of a running attack, yes. Football's very copycat. (laughs) If you can't beat them, join them. Exactly. And clearly Ryan Day can't beat them. It's it's like we talked about with Mississippi State last year. What we talked about a little bit with South Carolina this year. You want to go ground and pound without the personnel, all right? Yeah, there's there's a a pound to that. The ground and pound. The pound means you got to have offensive linemen clearing paths for your running back. They don't got enough beef to run it. The offensive line does feel like a problem there. And at some point, I mean, Michigan, as much as we say this over and over again, you know, McCarthy never had to go win the game for them necessarily. Correct. Like he wasn't the the sole reason they won a football game. I don't know all year. I don't think you can get away with that very often. I think I think Michigan's the outlier in that. And at some point, Ohio State's going to have to have a quarterback play well enough to go win them the game. And do they have that on their roster currently as we speak? I know they got stars everywhere. You can add up all the stars, and you'll never come close to matching it. But I don't care about stars. I, you know that. When, when they get in college, I only care about production. And the two guys who took the field in the Cotton Bowl ain't ready. Will Howard, guess what? He was also kind of getting run out of town in Kansas State because of Avery Johnson. They really wanted him. The fans wanted him to take the full starting gig. Well, Devin Brown is built like a running back, and he got hurt. Again. <laughs> Running the football. Kineholtz can't throw the forward pass, as we saw in the bowl. You know, Grant, he's another five-star, but he can't throw the forward pass. Yeah. I, and you got two true freshmen. I I recognize the talent. I understand the acquisition and how good they could be. But, man, college football never turns out that way. I, I'm i barely a two-and-a-half. I, I just don't think this is the all-star team that's going to just own college football. 
the way that Ohio State is hoping that it is. The way that the momentum will be for them from now until kickoff of the season. I got another because they're going to be the team of the off season. I got another Ohio State question for him though. Side six five four. Roar don't go anywhere. I'm Justin Jefferson with the Minnesota Vikings. Hi, I'm Jamar Chase with the Cincinnati Bengals. Why do I choose a sleep number smart bed? Because I only go all out. I can't be stopped. Because my sleep number smart bed helps me sleep at the right temperature all night. So we can take our game to the next level. That's why 80% of NFL players choose a sleep number smart bed. Sleep next level, perform next level. And now save 40% on the sleep number special edition smart bed. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Sleep number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. 2008 was an incredible year for me and my family. Not only was it the year that I became head coach at Clemson, but it was also the year that I found the only dealership I need for sales and service. Toyota of Easley is my kind of place. If you are considering the purchase of a new or used vehicle or need your current vehicle serviced or repaired, then I encourage you to go see the winning team at Toyota of Easley. Be sure and tell them Dabo sent you. Hey, it's Toby from Wendy's. Picture a Baconator. The six strips of Applewood smoked bacon, the hot and juicy beef, the pretzel bun. Wait, pretzel bun? A pretzel Baconator. And it's only here for a limited time? And right now you can get $3 off mobile orders of $15 or more with the offer in the Wendy's app? This changes everything. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new Pretzel Baconator. Limited time only or participating U.S. Wendy's. $15 minimum required before taxes and fees. Account registration required. I'm starting the new year by making sure my home feels new and advanced cleaning with zero res. Take advantage of their new year sale. Get three rooms of carpet clean for only $119. And when you mention me, Mickey, and the Roar, you'll get a hallway clean for free. Schedule online at zeroresgreenville.com. Hey, Tiger fans, Don Munson here to tell you about Buff City Soap. You'll find delightfully scented plant-based soaps that are handmade daily. They're on a mission to create handmade products that are free of harsh ingredients and full of nourishing plant-based goodies to make your skin happy. They have beard oil, pet soap, bath bombs, laundry soap, body butter, and more. The Munson household is sold. Nourish your skin at Buff City Soap with two locations to serve you in the upstate. Artwell Village Shopping Center in Clemson and the shops at Green Ridge in Greenville. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Do you want more control over your business spending? Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management platform designed to save you time and money. Ramp offers unlimited corporate cards with spend controls you can customize to stop wasteful spending before it happens. Ramp makes expense reports a breeze by automatically collecting receipts and matching them to the right transaction. You'll close your books in hours instead of days. Ramp allows you to see all of your company spend in one place so you can make quick, informed decisions about your business finances. Plus, Ramp will share insights based on your spending to help you cut costs. Over 15,000 businesses have added up to 5% to their bottom line with Ramp. You can be one of them. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash sports, ramp.com slash sports, ramp.com slash sports. At Ingalls, we're proud to work with hundreds of local farms and businesses in the communities we call home. Not only does it ensure that you get top quality, fresh items for your family table, it's a way for us to support the amazing individuals who pour their heart and soul into delivering the very best they can do. Quality, freshness, community, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Is your phone plan messing with your savings plan? 
don't get stuck paying for things you don't want. With Verizon, you only pay for what you need. And for a limited time, when you bring your own phones to a Verizon store, you'll get an amazing price on your plan. Plus, you'll save on things you actually love, like the Netflix and Max with Ads Bundle. And it's on our award-winning 5G network. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today for an incredible deal. A better plan to save is Verizon. Additional terms and conditions apply. This is Greg Elliott, the Prosperity Group. Are you retiring anytime soon? Are you concerned about the market volatility? What about all the banks that have gone under? Do you realize that now there's over 144 banks that could be having problems? Folks, is your cash safe in the bank? What are your options? Let me show you how we can protect your money, add money to your retirement account, create a pension-like income, and an inflation-friendly increasing income, and we'll help you with tax-free strategies. Call me at 864-989-0176 or go to mymoneyissafe.com. Tuning in from the car? Stay connected to the Roar after you run your errands using our app or website. Download the Roar app on your phone by searching WCCPFM The Roar in the App Store. Or tune in on our website, theroarfm.com slash listen. We're back here live on the Roar, 10.45 a.m. You want to get in with us, we want to hear from you, 654-ROAR. You know, there's a wrench, too, in thrown into Ohio State's big master plan to take over college football in 2024, John. As a texter pointed out, his name is Bill O'Brien. <laughs> we talked about in detail when he got the job there. Yeah. My brain immediately went to when you said when their grand plan to take over college football, immediately went to Pinky in the Brain. What are we trying to do today? Same thing we do every day. We're going to try and take over the world. Uh, yes. Uh, you're, yes. <laughs> That's what they're trying to do. Yeah, they are. Oh, my goodness. I'm so, very fascinated to see what Bill O'Brien is trying to do from a schematic play call situation and how different is the offense going to look after one year of Brian Hartline calling the plays. I also am curious... How long is Brian Hartline for Ohio State? Arguably one of the best receiver coaches in the country. Probably the best receiver recruiter in the country. Uh-huh. They promoted him last year to OC because he was just a guy that they could not afford to lose in their program. After he had interviews at Cincinnati and a couple other open spots a year ago. Right. I was just a little shocked that after one year and still landing the number one player in the country in Jeremiah Smith, that he got play calling duties taken away to give to Bill O'Brien. <laughs> I just don't understand it. I died. But how much was he really calling plays, though? I mean, I, th- I think Ryan Day was still running the show for the most part. I think Bill O'Brien represents Ryan Day not running the show anymore. I think he's going to let Bill O'Brien basically do it now. Again, Monday through Sunday through Friday, uh, we'll see. But I think on game days, I think it's going to be just O'Brien calling the play. I think Dave's trying to take himself out of it. He's going to look so weird in Ohio State apparel. (laughs) Seeing Bill O'Brien with an Ohio State polo is just going to be weird. So this all-star team that Ohio State's putting together, it's an all-in attempt. 
with this all-star team? What what is it? First of all, identify this. What is the goal of Ohio State by doing this? Is it just to beat Michigan or is it to win the national title? Beat Michigan. I think in this order, beat Michigan, reclaim your spot atop of the Big Ten, and then go win a title. All right. All right. Do you? I think that I think the Michigan thing has changed their big their season perspective. In terms of like the hierarchy of their goals, because for what fifteen years it was just a given that they were going to roll Michigan. Oh, absolutely! It was. I mean, it was. Uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, nine straight years and ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen of eighteen years. They dominated the rivalry, owned them, destroyed them. I mean, it's 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 an attempt to get back what is theirs. Yeah, exactly. And that's a great way to put it, to reclaim what they believe is theirs. I mean, this is not uncommon. I mean, you, you lose to your rival a certain amount of times or you, you feel like you fell behind your rival. When, and when you've dominated a series, you feel like you have to do something drastic. Yes. Does this feel drastic? Yes. Hiring Bill O'Brien. Everything. Signing every player. I mean, you, you are you are playing the game of just buying the players' services. You'll figure out how they're going to fit in, but you know they're talented and you know they're commanding a high dollar and you're going to do everything you can to get that player. That's what they've done with this group. Does it work? It's going to be a great case study. It is Ohio State. They already had talent to begin with. They also had holes like everybody else. They had holes. And they still do. I don't think the offensive line has been addressed. No, I, I think the offensive line is still a problem. I think that is still the biggest weakness at Ohio State. And I, I think it's great that you've got the most talented running back room in the country. But the reason the Michigan run game worked wasn't because of Blake Corbin, Donovan Edwards. They're good players, but that wasn't because of them. Right. It was Sharon Moore's scheme and the big guys up front moving people. Like a, Another reason Michigan was so good with the running game is they could put six linemen on the field, get rid of a tight end or an extra receiver... And just go with like a crazy heavy power run personnel. Ohio State doesn't have the personnel to do that yeah. along the lines of scrimmage. All right, so let's turn our attention to Mr. Third Base here. Concerno meter one through five. If this doesn't work out, if this goes terribly wrong, meaning they don't beat Michigan or win a title or of, of any kind, you're concerned for Ryan Day, one through five. Uh, six. <laughs> he gone. He gone, gone. He gone, gone. If they don't beat Michigan this year, he's gone. Because clearly we have seen money is no object at Ohio State. Correct. Who did they just hire as the athletic director? The man who was able to crowdsource and fundraise $76 million to get Jimbo Fisher out of College Ooh. Station, Texas. Yes, he's he's able to do the things that need to be done to move people out of their position. Ross Bjork's good at that. We can pick him apart, but if you want somebody to come in and move somebody out of their position, Bjork's your guy to do so. Yep. To handle the situation. Oh, I think if I'm Ryan Day, I may not sleep until the end of the year. This will be a lot of sleepless nights knowing that your job is on the line. It feels like desperation, too. Desperation never goes well, it feels like. How many times have we said a coach is in desperate mode? Oh, it worked out really well. He gets to stay for 10 more years. Never. I just don't feel it works that way. You don't. I don't know that you work at your best when you're under desperation. You can be. You can be motivated, but desperation isn't always the greatest motivator. No. You make rash decisions. 
you go away from your foundation sometimes. You know, what you know works. When you're desperate, you pull out stops and do things that you're just not accustomed to doing. So I I think that this is this reeks of that in every way. And I I have great concern for Ryan Day's job moving forward. Yeah. Because the slight even in a win, the slightest bit of I ah, this doesn't look as good as when CJ Stroud was running the show. <laughs> the seat's gonna be even hotter. Yep. It is. It is it is going to be. Uh and you get desperate when you lose to your rival. How many times have we seen that where teams you know slip up in the rivalry and they start taking drastic measures? Pretty often. Pretty often in this sport. Yeah. So I've got Ohio State's schedule in front of me here. And they're not in the ACC. The whole thing's already out. Their first two games are against Akron and Western Michigan at home. A bye week. Then Marshall at home. So you're 3-0 to start the year. Boy, they're really trying to be Michigan. They're even out of conference scheduling like Michigan. Wow. Akron, Western Michigan, and Marshall is the non-con for Ohio State. Yeah. At Michigan State, Iowa at home, at Oregon. Bye week, Nebraska at home, at Penn State, Purdue at home, at Northwestern, Indiana at home, Michigan at home. It's going to be a fun year. It's going to be a fun team to see how this plays out. Now, Texter says this. He makes $10 million a year and no telling what his buyout is. I doubt he's really worried. I, I, I think Ryan Day cares about his job a little more than you're giving him credit. I don't that. think Ryan Day is looking at this as just about his bank account. I think there's pride in being the head coach at Ohio State University. Yeah. I think he wants to succeed there. I don't think this is a, this isn't a Jimbo. Does he want to be remembered as John Cooper 2.0? Right. Right. This doesn't feel like Jimbo at A&M where it was like psh, he you can tell he really doesn't care. You know, I it's very I I agree with you. I think there's a very different I I think this means a lot to Ryan Day specifically winning at this job. I tend to agree with that. And this would be a, a blemish, no matter how much money he makes, money's irrelevant in the conversation of this is still a blemish on your resume if you fell at Ohio State in this manner. Because you're not going to get another opportunity at a place of the size and magnitude of Ohio State. Yeah. So I I, I mean I his do. his time if he if this doesn't work I mean, think about where 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 would Ryan Day go from there? Another Big Ten team's not going to hire him, probably. So, I mean, if you look at the way college football is going, if we're going into two mega conferences, and he burns and just completely crashes and burns at Ohio State, I would think he has given up, at least in the short term, the ability to coach in t- the two big super leagues moving forward. Yeah, I think I think it matters more than you than the texture is saying there. It's just his actions and. You know how he he does he does take whether he's on third base or not, he does take a ton of pride in coaching Ohio State. I I don't think there's there's much debate there uh, for me on that. It's a big deal for him. It matters. It doesn't matter as much when you get fired, but I think in the moment you want to win. Absolutely, absolutely. He wants that success there, and he's whoever someone has gone around and gotten the donors to. Uh, to chip in a whole lot on NIL to make sure they can field 
the best team possible. So that'll be fun. Fun little case study to watch here with Ohio State. I have, I have an Ohio State question for you. All right. Does Will Howard start at quarterback, barring injury, all 12 regular season games? Yes. One, because I think he's being paid to. Isn't it sort of like uh, sort of like the NFL now, right? And then what we compare it to? Yeah. Being paid to be the starter. It's got to be the starter. So I think you're right. I just I think it's fascinating, though, that you have two freshmen that are both four, five stars, depending on the service, wherever you look at, from the same class that are both there, and you're going to run with Will Howard all year long. Yeah. How much money do they have to spend, though? Well, the thing is, they probably didn't have to spend hardly anything on Aaron Nolan because they had him locked up eight months ago. But I, mean, but I just, tell you, the Julian Sayan acquisition probably wasn't cheap. You wonder if that's like deferred money? <laughs> you know, I. By the way, if, I, I'm not taking deferred money on NIL. Not a chance. I'm not Bobby Bonilla. Not not with NIL. No, no, not not, not Shohei Otani here. I'm not taking it all on the back end. Yeah, but you got to wonder with that uh, how much of that is sort of coming down later. But because I, they had to retain a lot of players. They had to pay a lot of money to keep this the the current group intact and then add the guys, including Caleb Downs. I would like to know what the overall price was just for the defense. I've heard things. I don't know that I believe things I hear, well, I, I don't, I've heard things. I've said it on these airways, and I'll continue to say it. I don't buy any numbers that are out there with NIL. Could you buy that there's multiple guys on the defense making seven figures? Yes. I mean, you got to think most of the starters are making six. On defense. Yeah. Would you, would you stick around at Ohio State if you're making 50K and the guy beside you making 150K? Probably not. Well, it depends what year am I, what, how no, much no, no, am no, I no. playing. You're both starters. You're returning starters. Um, Maybe. I can't, I can't say for certain. But I can understand there could be some, some issues. They had to retain a lot of guys off last year's roster. You know, they didn't have mass defections like some schools did. Absolutely. So that mean, that means they ponied up. Oh, yeah, to get JTT and all those defensive linemen to turn down the NFL draft to come back for another year, that wasn't cheap. Ibuka coming back. Henderson coming back. I actually think back. that was the right thing for Ibuka to come back. I mean, hit, <sighs> to go be wide receiver one to where Marvin Harrison's not just getting all the attention all the time and you may have an upgraded quarterback, I think it made sense for Ibuka to come back. But how do you... How do they afford that backfield is what I want to know. Oh, I have no idea because I'm pretty sure Quinshot Junkins wasn't coming on a uh, discount. I feel like he was taking the absolute best price available and they happened to offer it. And then Henderson's making, gosh, who knows to, to be in that backfield with Junkins. It's probably got to be at least a dollar more than Junkins, right, to convince him to come back. <laughs> like, We're going to give you $100,000 and $1. Yeah, there's, there's no Bobby Bonillas on there. Who are signing a deal to However, get money though, on the back end. Chad the Mailman gets in. Ohio State will be the New York Mets of college football. They might be. They might be. They might be spending the money for the same results that they would have gotten without spending the money. Did a little piece of you just kind of want to see that happen. It's not just a little piece of me, Brad. It's not just a little piece at all. <laughs> I very much want to see that happen. Yeah, we're not really designated Ohio State fans on this show, that's for sure. Kind of would be humorous to see that occur. They get the same result. Still lose to Michigan. Go blue. Hour three coming up here in just a few moments with Team Concerno Meter.
WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spark 